listening to The Terrific Teacherpreneur, a podcast for teachers looking to grow a successful online business. Your host, Alex, was able to transform her Teachers Pay Teachers store from a small side hustle into a profitable full-time business. She now helps other teachers do the same. Listen along for actionable tips and helpful wisdom about business and marketing as a teacherpreneur. Here's your host, Alex. Hello and welcome back to another episode of The Terrific Teacherpreneur. I'm excited for today's episode because we have a guest. I'm going to be talking to Kirsten Hammond from The Southern Teach. So she is a teacher and she runs a TPT store and she also helps TPT sellers with their branding. So in this episode, we're going to be talking about branding, which is a really crucial part of success on TPT. It's really important for any business to have a brand. So let's get started. All right. Welcome back to the Terrific Teacherpreneur. I'm excited today because I have another guest on the show. Um, Kirsten, would you like to introduce yourself? Because we'd love to know a little bit about you. Hi, I am Kirsten and I am a teacher in Texas. I've been teaching for seven years. Um, I'm currently a third grade teacher and I'm teaching face to face. And I have, I know it's, it's been an interesting year for sure, (laughs) but I have a master's degree in elementary education and I started my TPT business about eight years ago, almost eight years ago in 2013 when I was student teaching. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. And I mean, it was like, I had a couple of resources that I did with my students when I was with my mentor teacher. And I thought, well, maybe I could upload a couple of resources. And so that's what I had done for the past, for a really long time, just focusing on my teaching career and uploading a few resources, but not really investing that much time into my store. So I did, I made some sales every once in a while, you know, I I made those sales, but um, I was not doing anything to market my products at all. So I was very inactive. Yeah, I know how that feels. It's exact same as my story, because I just like you a couple of years ago, I was too busy with teaching to really throw myself into it and I I'm honestly in awe of the people who like you now that are like full-time teaching and are doing such an amazing job because when I was teaching full-time I was so exhausted and so I I just couldn't yeah couldn't throw myself in I am so sorry by the way my accent makes me say stuff weird so I say your name like you say Kirsten is am I saying that right? yes Kirsten no it's okay it's I I hear Kirsten all the time I go by anything you know something similar yes I will try pronunciation is Kirsten. <laughs> yeah, I'll okay. try, but it's probably going to make me have to say my R's, which I'm not good at. <laughs> so, okay. Anyway, totally. um, the other thing I wanted you to tell our listeners about is you have a store, um, but you also help TPT sellers just like I do. So you also have that side of your business. So tell us a little bit about that as well. Yes. So in 2020, I, when we were all quarantined, that was when I decided to step up my game and become an active TPT seller. And it was out of, not really out of the blue, but it was like an aha moment. It was like, oh, this is what I need to do. I need to be more active, actually upload more resources. Cause I, I had many other resources that I had created for my students over the years. I just never got around to uploading it. And in the process, I started an Instagram account and I started sharing my ideas and hacks and all of my resources that I 
had been redesigning. And in the process, I had people would DM me and tell me, you know, I really like your graphics. How did you get the logo to go a certain way? And or what font did you use? So there was a lot of you know, side conversations that I would receive about the design and the compliments that I got. And so that's when I decided to make that little shift because I noticed that, you know, there wasn't a lot of thought leaders out there really talking, specifically focusing on brand and designing for TPT sellers and how to better, you know, make your resources look eye-catching and appealing and all of that stuff. So that is where I decided to make that shift into the graphic design aspect and helping TPT sellers getting their, you know, product listings and product covers looking, you know, cohesive and appealing and attractive for for buyers just based on my own experience redesigning my store because I had let it sit up there so sad, but like for a very long time, very long time, I let it sit up there And it wasn't until I completely redesigned my store when I started, it skyrocketed. It was like almost overnight, you know, the sales went up. And so, you know, based on my experience, that's what I decided to do is to kind of help TPT sellers in that aspect. Yeah, I love that. Honestly, everything you're saying, I love because that's so true to what I believe as well. Like I'm so passionate that if we just make a resource and then just kind of throw it up there and hope it sells, we never really find that success. But if you treat it like a business and you market and you do attraction marketing and you're doing product photography and beautiful design and branding, you will succeed. And I love all that stuff. So I'm like, I'm so glad we're having this conversation because it's everything I believe in. (laughs) Definitely up my alley. It's definitely one of my passions to talk about. Yeah. And it's great that you're, you're in that like smaller niche. Cause like you said, there's no other people really, I was not a lot of people that I know that are really focusing on that. So it's great. You're, you're kind of doing the equivalent of what we do as sellers where you're finding your niche, but within yes. looking sellers. Yeah. And at first I, you know, I, I, I remember hearing uh, many different people saying like, you, you can get specific, you can niche down. And I was almost afraid to, cause I was like, well, what about all my upper elementary educators that, you know, all my products that I could be marketing to, but, you know, it's actually kind of helped my business in a way I feel like niching down and really kind of getting specific on graphic design, branding, sharing my knowledge of that particular niche and it's I've gotten a lot of positive feedback from it yeah I think it's something we all need so let's actually dive into it because I feel like there might be some people listening that don't really know what a brand is or what that means so we'd love if you could tell us what it actually means to have a brand so all the sort of elements of that yes so a brand is the marketing term is a name or design or symbol or any feature that identifies a seller's goods or services as distinct from other sellers. So we have, you know, many brands out there that we are aware of. Sometimes we can just look at the logo and we instantly recognize it. So many car brands, um, technology brands, that type of thing is where we see everywhere, anything we buy with most of the products and resources and services that we see all have some type of brand and any business, no matter how small they need to think about different factors when they are bringing their brand to light and how they want to help distinguish their services from others. And so that's kind of just a basic 
definition of what a brand is. Yeah. I love what you said about the logos because that's so true. I actually had one of those a few years ago when I was a kid, like one of those games that was like a logo game and it had, and you had to, you like one point so you knew what the logo was. I was terrible at it, but oh, we do, yeah. we know so many logos like Apple and Coke and everything like that. So yeah. yeah. It's yeah. important. Um, it and can you tell us a little bit yeah, more about why it's so important to have one? Like, you know, what happens if you don't have a brand? What's the benefit of having one? Why is that something we need to do? Yes. Yeah, so there's a few reasons. There's, I mean, of course, there's many reasons, but um, I won't go too deep into it. But one of the main reasons is that it's a way to keep you recognizable from other TPT sellers. So and it also, you know, there's so many beautiful resources out there, brightly colored stores out there, and you don't want to blend in with that. So you want to have a certain type of element or style or certain, even if it's just a distinct image, that is something that can distinguish you from other people. So while yes, you can get all the colors in everything, you know, help makes you or helps your store become very marketable, you still want to distinguish yourself. So it's kind of like, it's like two things at once. Like, okay, I need to make it like really colorful. And some people might be using the same colors I do, but I also need to somehow distinguish myself and make myself, you know, stand out a little bit more. Another reason, another reason why is uh, it just creates trust that no like and trust factor, you know, having something predictable and reliable that, other customers may be able to come back for more. And then at the same time, bringing new customers in. So keeping your current followers happy and bringing in potentially more customers. So it's part, it's all a combination of getting your niche down and then also finding the strategies to create some trust and bring in new customers. Yeah, I agree. I am. I follow a few people on TPT that I've been following for years and I, they come up as soon as their cover photo comes up on my homepage with a new product. I know straight away and it's all these different yeah. factors. It's the same font. It's the same colors or the same mock-ups and layouts. Exactly. And like, oh, that's literacy with the littles. Like I know that one. And it's, yeah. and I wish I had that. I feel terrible, but I have like 400 products now. So it's a lot of work for me to go back and do it. But I wish from the beginning that I had created a cohesive look for my covers. Like it's my biggest yeah. regret, I swear. Yeah, I definitely agree that, you know, once you have a lot of products out there, it is a lot harder to go back and redesign your product covers unless you commit a good amount of time to do that. But, it, you know, of course it is possible, but in any seller that starts out, like if you are just starting out in your TPT store, just starting out cohesively with your product covers and your thumbnails and that design that you, you know, have makes it a whole lot easier to to, to kind of keep that cohesiveness as you start adding in more and more products. So that's yeah. definitely, I know that it's, it is, it is time consuming if you were to go back and do it, but it definitely benefits everybody. If you start with that cohesiveness. Yep. So. It's definitely something I need to work on. I, my struggle is probably that I change my tastes a lot and I, you know, oh, over the years, yeah. I, my logo. I like that too. <laughs> So I guess we have to accept that things are going to change, but yeah. Well, yeah. And then also thinking about, you know, there's tons of brands out there that have changed their look. So like Google, for instance, I know that they had a serif font, a begin, if you think way back in the nineties, the Google search, it had the little tails or serifs on the letters. 
And recently they, they rebranded so that you don't see those. So it's sans serif. So it's kind of a nice rounded font. So there's plenty of brands out there that you'll see, oh, like in the store, new look, but it's the same brand. So it, it, you know, in order to stay relevant, it's something you do want to make sure you're doing. Yeah. It's good for our listeners to know that you can evolve your brand. That's totally okay, but it's good to start off by having one because that's obviously what I never did. Could you tell us a little bit about how to create one? So what are the things that go into a brand? You know, like if you were creating covers and things, what are the things you need to have that are distinctive to you? How do you create a brand? So creating a brand, you two of the main ways to create your brand or how you want to think of visually would be the colors you want to use. So the color palette. So think of a core color that you're going to be using consistently in your product covers, in your logo, in your social media graphics on Pinterest, and see if you have any other colors that you want to pair with. So if you want to go with the similar route, the analogous colors, or do you want to have a contrast? So you want to decide with your one color how you want to branch off into your other colors and that you want to use those colors consistently in your store. You know, the ideal amount of colors you want to use is three to five consistently, but you know, there's really no hard and fast rule because there's many brands that have more or less. So yeah. And then the other, okay. No, no, I was going to say, I was going to say continue because I want to hear about colors. That's awesome. But like, I assume fonts is the other thing as well. You're probably going to mention. Yes. Typography or fonts are what you is another way to distinguish yourself and your brand. So getting into one to three font families and really, you know, consistently using that in your, you know, your, your product listings, in your resources, in your Instagram feed, that's something that can help you just, that can help distinguish you from other brands and to kind of help you stand out a little bit more. When it comes to influencer marketing, there's a podcast that covers it all that you will want to add to your playlist. The Influence Factor by the Influencer Marketing Factory. They talk about influencer marketing, social media, the creator economy, social commerce, and much, much more. They cover all aspects, including the creator economy, social commerce, the latest trends, the metaverse, TikTok trends, and that's just the beginning. The Influence Factor by the Influencer Marketing Factory. Add the podcast to your playlist right now. Yeah, and I guess it's probably probably you'll you'll agree with this. It's probably a good thing to have really legible ones that are easy mm-hmm. to. I always prefer like a nice big bold one, or maybe like a nice swirly one, but something that's not too hard to read. I'm guessing that's also important. Yes, I, I it definitely is. So I'm a big century gothic person. Poppins, Montserrat, those type of clean rounded fonts that are appealing to not only teachers, but also students are able to read them because that's that's one of my big things is that you should try not to create a resource that kids, you know, wouldn't be able to read on their own. So especially if they're like all caps or uppercase, lower, you know, that kind of thing. They, I think they do need to be true to you know, how uppercase and lower letters should be. And then you can save that really those cute little fonts 
for maybe on your product cover instead of the actual resource. Yeah, I've made that mistake and I've had really nice people write me reviews or Q&As and they've said, look, my kids really couldn't read that A and I go on to it and I'm like, yeah, it's like a funny way of writing a letter A and I feel terrible. And I I did that font for so long. So definitely if you're a new seller, take (laughs) Kirsten's advice and do really legible fonts for your actual products. Yeah. The other thing you mentioned Instagram just a second ago and that definitely made me think that when we talk about branding I guess we assume it's all about your storefront or your covers but it's also about marketing so you're, you probably believe that it should be across everything you do I'm guessing. Yes it definitely is and of course there are exceptions because I mean it is kind of hard to keep that cohesiveness on every single Instagram post and because you want to have that variation of the mixing in the types of photos and the illustrations and graphics and all of that kind of stuff. So it is definitely important to put your brand not only in that way with the graphics, but there's other ways you can brand yourself. And that is your personality or brand personality or adjectives that describe you and your voice. So basically kind of how you choose to get your message out there in social media, your language, all of that stuff can go into factor. So it doesn't have to be, you know, certain photos or certain colors. You also want to take into consideration what your ideal teacher community needs and what they like and dislike, but also that that personality that comes out. Are you more, you know, bright, happy, like super peppy, pumping everybody up? Or are you, you know, reassuring and calm? So those type of things you want to take into consideration, especially in social media and who you're marketing to. Yeah, I think that it's like a misconception. We all assume branding is your TPT logo. So you make like a logo, oh, I'm done. That's my brand. But it comes across in so many other ways in the in the words that we use. Sometimes I'll read people's emails and they have like the same sort of gifts they share or the same sort of quotes or memes or like the same sort of words they use and I'm like hey that kind of sounds like the way they talk in real life and like Mm -hmm. it makes me build that no like trust factor that you mentioned so Mm -hmm. yeah it's your voice definitely your voice as well as your logo do you have any tips for TPG storefront so I know there are a lot of new sellers that are working on their logos and banners and quote boxes do you have any tips for that kind of area yes I do so After you decide on who you want to serve, your personality and the type of colors and fonts that you want to use, you do want to make sure in your, you want to start with your logo and your banner. So that is the right above, right above the featured resources, you're going to see your banner. And then of course your logo is that circular area that you would upload in your store profile. But Factors to consider are making sure your fonts are legible and they are big. So bigger is always better in this case. You can never go too big because you do want to make sure you can see it. And there's different ways if you're using PowerPoint to make your logos and banners, there's ways to make the weight of the font a lot bolder. And if you are seeing like you want to also test it out. So you want to minimize it, make sure that if you are looking like if it was your phone or some other device, you want to make sure that you can still read the name of your TPT store and any other wording on your banner. So definitely making sure your fonts are large and legible. 
And you also want to make sure that it's in general attractive and appealing to customers. So just thinking about who your ideal teacher customer is and who you're catering to. If you're catering to, like, for example, high school students, they're probably not going to be attracted to a type of brand where it's very cutesy and little kids and flowers and that kind of thing. That's just, you know, the nature of that range of teachers. So just thinking about your community and who you want to serve and then using the colors, making sure they're matching and making sure the fonts are big and bold to be able to read. And I think cohesiveness is really important too, because sometimes someone will have this gorgeous logo. Maybe they've had it designed by someone and then they've just kind of made a banner that's a bit different. It clashes. It doesn't really match. And I think you want to have all those features you said, but you want it all cohesive together. And I really like what you said about it being relevant to who you're serving, because if you're elementary, it's going to be all cutesy and colorful. And maybe if you're a high school science teacher, it's going to be a bit different. So we have got to cater that to who we serve, but make it really consistent. And I think the thing I see often as well, like you said, is the colors maybe clashing. And I think there are websites out there, aren't there, that you can go and you can pick a color and it will tell you what colors like go with it and kind of complement it and stuff. Yes. And uh, coolers is a really good resource where you can actually upload a photo and it'll help you pick apart certain colors you want and it'll give you suggestions. So I think you can also type in keywords and you'll be, it'll come across a whole range of different color palettes that you can use. So based on what you're interested in, what you're wanting for your brand or store, but definitely one thing I have learned, you know, in my journey is I did the whole thing where, you know, all the fonts, all the colors and looking back at it, it does kind of make the message and my brand look a little muddled. And the more I've narrowed down on the colors and narrowed down on the fonts, the more cohesive my store has looked and the more, and it's also a lot easier to, you know, you don't have to reinvent the wheel with new fonts and all of that. You can always change it out. You know, of course, like I'm not going to have every single product with looking exactly the same, like cookie cutter, but I, I do like to have that variation and style, but it is a lot easier to be cohesive if you have that template, that product cover template or preview template that you can use over again and then make those tweaks as you see fit. Yeah, I agree with what you're saying so much. This is like really ringing true for me because my store is such a hot mess because I've got all these products that have so many colors, every color of the rainbow. I mean, I think I have some consistency with fonts, but it's a hot mess. And in my dream world, I would love to have them all be matching like yours because your store has a really cohesive look. So that's like a dream. But I agree with what you said that having the template means you have less work because you're not trying to sit there with a blank PowerPoint and be like, oh, I've got to make the cover from scratch. I can just change the words and add in the screenshot. And yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. And something, you know, to think about it, like, and even if you do use the same exact template each time, you're not going to have the same title of your product or pictures and all of that. So there are ways that it'll change up, but that's something to take into consideration. Don't be afraid to be using the same thing over and, oh, it looks repetitive. Most people, when they're searching certain aspects, things that they need, they're, you know, they're going to see that part but then when they go to the store itself the storefront itself they see oh wow this is these are all of everything that they have for this you know store this is great I'm gonna follow so that it kind of all accumulates and so don't ever be afraid to like oh gosh I have the same font again and the same 
the same border. Oh my, you know, it's always going to change up with the actual title of the product and the actual picture you put onto the product or overlay on the product. Yeah. I think we're all guilty of that. We get bored. I know that I do get quite bored easily and I just want to change things for the sake of it because I'm like, oh, this is new color I like or a new font. Yeah. Oh my God, that's so cute. And so we're all tempted to do that, I think. So that's yeah. probably a really good tip for everybody. Like stick with what you already have. It's probably working, you know, and you can change it as you grow and as you evolve over the years, but you don't have to change every five minutes, you know, because yes. te- I do that sometimes. <laughs> I am. I'm there with you. I do that too. (laughs) Do you have any final tips for our listeners for branding in general? Any final things that they could keep in mind? So something you can do that, you know, if you are not happy with how your store looks or your storefront looks, give yourself a mini TPT audit on your own, you know, on your store, whether it's actually on your store or your social media and kind of go through and see if you're using too many colors or font combinations, really dig down and see, you know, what is it that you don't like about your store or what do you think is working for your store? What, you know, maybe looking at the product statistics, what is working, what's converting more and seeing how you can do more of that to your other products that are not converting well. Yeah. Do you recommend that if people are really struggling with branding and graphic design, it's just not their area. Do you recommend outsourcing? Because I have tried that and I found it really successful. Is that something that you recommend people do if they just are struggling to do it on their own? Yeah. So there are, you know, there's two camps. There's people who are all about DIY designing. And then there's also people who are as much as, you know, they'd love to learn. It's just not in their their bandwidth or they're just not able to do it and they don't feel comfortable learning. And that's totally fine. You can definitely hire out. There's many graphic designers out there, especially for TPT stores where you can get with them, kind of go into a little store audit um, and even just decide as a team how you want to rebrand or what you want to do, what kind of colors you want to use in fonts, and they can put it all together for you. Yeah. So yes, I definitely recommend if you just, you're not ready to do it on your own to hire out because that is a very valuable investment. And it's a good, and they, you know, they do go support you with it. So it's not like you're just trusting someone else to do the entire thing from start to finish and you don't get a say, you know, you do get to say what you like. They give you examples, don't they? You, do you offer this service, don't you? Like logos? Yes, I do offer logo and banner services. So I um, offer two logo, custom logo designs and two banner designs that you can purchase. And then I go through the process with you and we keep going through each draft. I make those tweaks until you're completely satisfied with it. And so I I do definitely enjoy going through the process and kind of getting a feel for what they want. And also they're giving me their feedback and we give them that final product. So yes, I do offer those services for logo and banners. That's awesome. I'm so glad you came on the podcast today. I will actually make sure to put in the show notes links to those things because I know you have a product for that on TPT. And I I know you've got the Instagram with tips and everything. So I will put all the links in there so everyone can check out your stuff because you do have some gorgeous branding and I think it will inspire people. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you so much for being on the show today. Yes, thank you for having me. 
Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the Terrific Teacherpreneur. I'll make sure to pop some links in the show notes so that you can check out Kirsten on Instagram and the services that she offers. But I'll also make sure to put a link to my free course because as some of you know, I have a free course for TPT sellers that's all about covers and thumbnails. So if you are listening to this episode and thinking about your branding and maybe redesigning your covers and stuff, it would be a great idea to be doing the course at the same time and making sure that you're starting off on the right foot. So I'll add the link to that in the show notes. Okay, have a terrific day. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Terrific Teacherpreneur. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and review on your preferred podcast listening platform. We really appreciate that effort. Come back for more actionable tips and helpful wisdom in the next episode with your host, Alex. Until then.